This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 6, and I'm James Eke. Be like water making its way through cracks. Do not be assertive, but adjust to the object, and you shall find a way around it or through it. If nothing within you stays rigid, outward things will disclose themselves. Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, like water. If you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. If you put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. If you put water into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. It's a pretty famous quote. If you don't know, it's by Bruce Lee. I chose to start that off for this podcast because we got our first letter, um, from a listener by the name of Chris, who wanted me to talk about the flow. Um, if you do martial arts already, you'll know that this concept of flow is something that comes up um, pretty much in every martial art. And uh, it is, if you don't understand it, it can be elusive. I mean, flow, what does flow mean, right? It can mean something that like Bruce Lee was talking about the idea of water flowing a flow can be something even in terms of water it can be something very harsh you know if you've ever seen floodwaters going um a flow could be wind going through something I mean the term flow could mean anything um and without going into to specifics for each martial art, which I'm going to try not to, um, we can still get some idea of what flow means. Um, if you know anything about me, I am, among other things, a lay Zen Buddhist. What that means is basically I took some vows as a Zen Buddhist a long time ago and uh it's basically once if it's the right way to put it kind of a step down from taking monastic vows it's kind of the same type of thing but you're not becoming you know a monastic off in a temple somewhere so i you know still have a thing called a kessa that i wear which is symbolic of the clothes of the historical Buddha and all this kind of stuff, and I meditate every day and all that kind of stuff. Um, so for me, it, it's very easy to take my martial arts and kind of flavor it from Zen, which is the type of Buddhism that I have been part of for a long, long time. In In Zen... And by the way, Zen, the, all it means is basically sit. Um, there's no magic to it. A lot of people like to jump into cliches of what Zen means and, you know, have these views that it's, you know, something it's not. To be honest with you, the way I explain it to a lot of my students or people that I'm talking to is breathing. Um, of course, for anyone who practices Zen, you know, that's just one aspect of it but for the general layperson who's not really going to get involved in zen 
but maybe you could get some of the benefits from it. Um, this concept of breathing, of mindful breathing, um, that's very valuable. And why I'm bringing this up is because there's other aspects that you can take from Zen. Now, if you, some of you listening have your own religious beliefs, you might be like, oh, I'm turning this podcast off. He's talking about some weird Zen thing. Um, but let me let you know, um, to be honest with you, Zen, um, even though it's like uh, you probably know a type of Buddhism, Buddhism doesn't really have a god. It is not really a religion. It is actually kind of a way of looking at life and a way to try to make your life better. So you could be Jewish and practice Zen. You could be a, you know, devout Baptist and practice Zen. You could be the Pope and practice Zen. Um, it, it, there's no sort of reason to think that you couldn't. What it means is learning to be a better person and to be mindful of um, the life that you have and to try to cut through the illusions and delusions of our lives, which there are many. Um, but in Zen, there are two aspects that I can draw on to help us to understand this idea of flow or to understand some of it. So one of it, those things is something called Zanshin. And Zanshin you hear of a lot in Zen. You also hear of it a lot in Japanese martial arts. Um, but you also hear of it in flower arranging and tea ceremony and uh, calligraphy. Um, what Zanshin kind of means is like having a vigilant mind that's aware of things without being attached to them so that you can be totally present right here and right now. Um, I know if you listen to what I just said, you're going to be like, holy smokes, that's actually really hard. And yeah, guess what? That is very hard. Imagine every action and every thought having to be right here and right now, but not only that, harmonious. So if you're eating or you are shaving or you are getting dressed or cleaning up the kitchen or talking to people or listening to this podcast, um, all of these things are part of or can be part of Zanshin if you train it that way. So the way that it was explained to me is when you sit, sit. When you eat, eat. And to be fully engaged in that moment and the action that you are doing. So if you're, for instance, doing jujitsu, at that very precise, and I'm not talking about in that round, I'm talking at that precise second, at that precise moment, because maybe time is a moment that just doesn't have beginning or ending. But in that precise moment, you are 100% fully engaged and consciously aware and harmoniously engaged with that other person and the act of jujitsu. And I know that sounds like something that 
somebody else can do, but maybe not you. <laughs> but you can, or at least you can in little bits. Um, the next concept is kind of similar, and that's called mushin. And mushin, I think its literal meaning is having a mind without a mind, or kind of the state of no-mindedness. And that doesn't necessarily mean a blank mind, by the way. It's not like you're sitting there drooling in the corner. It is a state where the conscious mind isn't fixed or occupied or wandering away, where it understands its integration with all things. It's kind of like, in a lot of ways, how you would imagine, you know, some Jedi master when they are using the force, that they are not just in their body, but part of everything, but also having pinpoint connectedness. Um, it's about having a pure state of mind and pure clarity, but also without the attachment to your own ego. And that's what is hard, right? The concept of Mu from Mushin is emptiness. And it means not being distracted, not being afraid, not being absent or being caught up in all the minutiae of our lives. Which, as you can imagine, is really hard. But it's an idea that is having um, kind of attempting to achieve harmony with everything else around us without clinging too much to what is within us. I was trying to explain this a little bit to someone today, and I was explaining that when you have pain, if you search out that pain and try to figure out what it feels like and then where it's actually located and where that location actually is and how that corresponds to what is hurting and you know what I mean and you get further further down into this rabbit hole until you realize that the pain actually isn't there the pain is just a you know a light on the dashboard and it is just in your mind and it is something that you are perceiving but it is making you get caught up in it you know, um, if you have a sprained ankle, you tend to really favor that swollen sprained ankle and the pain attributed to it and how it's making the rest of your toes feel and just everything else about it. But in reality, it's just a, a physical process that's happening and it's not, you know, something that is part of your mind. It's part of, you know, this machine but it, it, it's kind of of you and not of you all at the same time. And that's kind of how our lives are. And Mushin draws you out of that. It puts you into a state where you are connected to everything around you. So whether that is the sky, the earth, the trees, the air, the birds, the, you know, everything. And it 
you you're understanding that it's all perfect and then you become kind of just like a mirror to everything around you and you're reflecting it and it's reflecting you i know that sounds kind of heavy <laughs> or maybe not but it kind of does and it does more when you try to think about it i think but the thing with zen is you want to let go of that process of trying to figure it out as well. So now you might be wondering, what does this have to do with martial arts? Well, this these same concepts we're trying to find in our martial arts, whether we use the Japanese terms or we use something else. In jiu-jitsu, we use the, the term flow all the time. And flow can be, you know, you hear people say, let's just have a flow roll or... Um, that someone has great flow to their movements. Or, you know, sometimes when you have a really awesome time on the mats, you feel like, you know, that 5 or 10 or 20 minute round just wasn't there and you were just flowing. That's Mushin. That's Mushin. And it, it, it's also kind of Zanshin as well. Um, Miyamoto Musashi, we'll talk about him in a future podcast, so I don't want to get too much into it, but he talked about something called Gamai, and Gamai is basically, it is posture in Japanese, or it can mean your base, um, but the thing is, is it, it, like a lot of things in Japanese martial arts or in any martial art, what a word is on its surface is not quite what it actually means. Um, I'll just read you the quote by Amira Masashi. And this, again, he's talking about this concept of, of base or posture or structure. And what he says is that um, Gamai is complex because it mixes both the physical and mental uh, uh, attitudes. And he says that not only is, a is Gamai a physical stance, but varies according to situation, like the shape of water in various vessels. The physical Gamai is like a castle, but needs a capable lord within. So again, he's going or maybe Bruce Lee was going into this, but it's a very similar concept, right? This idea of flowing, of being shapeless, of bending towards whatever um, the water is becoming part of. And in our martial arts, that's an important thing to understand because at the end of the day, let's be serious. I'm sorry to break it to you, but... There is no karate, there is no taekwondo, there is no krav maga, there is no jiu-jitsu, there's no tai chi, there's no kali, there's no jkd, there's no silat, there's no judo, there's, there's no anything. These are just arbitrary names that people at some point have given it to make sure that everybody understands what it is. There's systems out there that are named after streets, there's systems that are named after people, there's systems that are named after trees. <laughs> they're just names and humans have a need to uh, categorize things in the reality though you 
you have to understand what you're training in is martial arts, period. That's the big category. In that big category, people have chosen to label things. Now, if you can imagine, you go from, say you do whatever, martial art A, and you train in martial art A at this school. If tomorrow you could suddenly go to some other school that supposedly does the same thing, what you're going to find is that's slightly different. And then if you go to another school that supposedly does the same thing, that's going to be slightly different. As I say to my students, martial arts is a lot like having food. We usually have a favorite restaurant. Maybe we have a favorite restaurant for every kind of food. So on Mondays, your favorite restaurant is um, Bob's School of Pasta. And then on Wednesdays, we like to go to um, whatever, Marie's Pizza Joint. And then on Fridays, we like to go to um, Anne's House of Noodles. End of the day, really, they're still just restaurants. And you might have a whole bunch of, you might say, no, I don't like going to that place for, uh, you know, pizza. This other place is way better. I like to go to John's place for, for uh, pizza. And I like my Chinese food from, you know, Humphreys. <laughs> I don't know if there really is a Chinese food place named Humphreys please drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, it doesn't matter. You're going to like what you like, and I'm going to like what I like. And it's not for me to tell you that you're a writer, that you're wrong any more than the other way around. The same with martial arts. Martial arts, even in the same system, are going to be different from school to school. And the reality is, is just because something is martial arts, A, and then a completely different martial art, B, that does very similar things, does that suddenly mean B is not good as A? No, I don't think so, right? They're, they're all good. So when we, one aspect of flow is the idea that, and to be honest, it's taken a long time for us to get here to even acknowledge the common sense of it. Um, my teacher, Gurudan Santo says that it's important that we flow back and forth from system to system, range to range. And that he says, and I'm paraphrasing him, but he says that all knowledge and all things come from the creator. So it was all meant to flow. And it even more importantly, it's all meant to unite people and not separate them. Now, if you listen to his words, that's pretty heavy, right? So what he's saying, and Dan Santo, he's not someone not to listen to. He's saying that all things come from the source, regardless. So that means in a lot of ways, they're equal. Well, in every way, they're equal. And they're all perfect. And they're all flawed. And they're all useful. And they all can be treated with the same way and the, the same, how could I put this? They can evolve and change. Nothing meant, is meant to be bound. And nothing is meant to set people apart. And that's a key thing to remember. My system is not better than your system. 
it's the people that are in it that make it good or it's the people that are in it that make it not so good and that's the same whether you do jujitsu or kali or karate or kung fu or krav maga it's the individuals that make the difference it's not even the teacher to be honest in a lot of ways it's more important the students because the teacher can be fantastic but that doesn't mean that the students even get one iota of what matters right but if, if the students can take it and run and make it good and do more with it then well that's a good thing and but it's meant to bind us as one so what does flow mean flow means in one way it's the flowing back and forth from system to system and range to range and weapon to no weapon but it also means not being bound by anything not being bound by system not being bound by ego not being bound by views not being bound by anything but also not being attached to anything when you are in the flow it means just as we have heard of zanshin and mushin that you want to detach that you want to let your ego go the reason why you want to let that go is so you can be fully in that moment and in terms of combat that's important because fear will rise pain will come anger and emotions will come out of anywhere and everywhere but if we can be in the flow and separate ourselves then we can see ourselves and the things differently if you've ever been in a situation where someone's in your face but you're able to calm yourself and you're able to inside step back to separate yourself then you'll understand what i mean when you're in the flow and you're able to disconnect to be aware of what's happening but not attached to it it makes things so much better and that's part of the flow as well so how do you get there by training pretty simple if you want to flow you have to let go to let go you have to train you have to get it into your central nervous system it has to be something that you repeat and repeat and repeat until you don't have to think about it anymore you have to train yourself in a way that you're always disengaging your ego that dominating that other person is not what matters the most and even though out there when something happens you will respond like an echo you will not be doing it in a way that is intentionally bringing harm to someone else you're detached you're stepping back you're not emotionally involved you're disengaging you're in the flow you're connected and in harmony with everything and that's a pretty cool thing when you think about it
And you'll find these same concepts in jujitsu. You'll find the same concepts in Kali, in Silat, in Karate, in Aikido, in Kendo, in you name it, you got it. And the reason is, is because all these old masters, or a good chunk of them, they understood something. They trained. They detached. They let their egos go. And unfortunately, what happens is there's also some students who come from places that maybe, you know, didn't get that lesson. So instead, they insert the ego. And they go off in weird and wonderful and strange places, but they're losing touch with that thing. So that's what we have to think about. We have to think about trying to get that place where we can flow. Because that's ideally where we want to be in our martial arts. And just like Bruce Lee said, we want to empty our cup. We want to be formless. We want to be shapeless like water. So there you go. I think we'll end it there. If you have any other questions or comments about the podcast, please let me know. I love answering questions. Um, but like I said, we'll also be talking about different martial arts masters and books and various other things. But I love talking about concepts as well. Um, the best advice I can give you for the idea of flow is, like I said, to just train. Don't even You can't get flow by trying to get flow. You have to do it by different things. And one of the best things you can do is leaving that ego at the door. But one of the better things you can do is showing up to train. You're not going to ever get the flow if you don't train. Nor will you ever understand Mushin if you don't practice it. Zanshin, forget it. <laughs> um, and all the rest. Okay, the secret, I will tell you, is to train. As I said before, the way is the training, and the training is the way. It's magic that is pretty simple. All right, so thank you for listening. And again, let me know if you have any questions, if you have any comments. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give it some stars, give it a thumbs up, give it a nice little plug. Um, anything helps. If you like the things that I talk about, um, I've written a couple books. One is named after, or this podcast is named after it. It's called Warrior's Way. The other is A Wolf in the Woods. And I also have a training journal out there, which we'll talk about in a uh, later podcast. Um, but until then, you have yourself a great day. I hope you trained at some point, somehow, and made your journey on this life better and try to do that every day get in some physical training get in some mental training get in some you know spiritual training get in every kind of training that you can to make your life better and get out there and do it that's the secret to this thing right so train hard and have fun and be good to each other Thanks a lot.